Somebody say let's go there, right? What? Just somebody say let's go there. Let's go there. What is happening? Thanks for tuning in again. Full-time football, we're back. We've got a busy show the night, so we've got two debutants. Jack Higgins, how are you doing? <laughs> no very well, apparently. <laughs> yeah, well, we can assure you Jack Higgins was here before. <laughs> but, uh, Toff, are you still with? I am still here. Right, brilliant. How's, how does it feel to be on Truffles Elite Podcast? Oh, I feel honoured to be on my second one now. It's an honour to have you, big man. Uh, we've also got Marcel Connor, a regular, and uh, Eddie, a regular, and also Sned, a regular. How Hello. are you doing, boys? Wonderful. Wonderful as always. Hello. We've also got, we've got Truffles back in the background for this episode, but uh, he's not going to introduce himself. Let's say about that better. I'm not very happy about this, this latest one, but anyway. Scottish Premier League season 2019-20 is upon us. Week one... And we're going to discuss it. So, we've got three Celtic fans and two Rangers fans. Are they a wee bit more balanced? But we'll be the Rangers fans uh, four first. Kelly Rangers, boys, where did you make it? Chris, you can go first. Got the three points. That's the main thing. First half, dominated them. But final third was pretty poor. Aye. Mm. Uh, it it see, see the pitch, apparently Kelly had taken the pitch in like 10 yards or something. Uh, four Although, yards outside or something. I, I, I also heard that. It seemed to... I, I heard they had to increase the size of the pitch for last season regardless because we're playing in Europe. Oh, yeah. Well, I say playing in Europe, they turned up in Europe. <laughs> never get their passports out, but that's by the way. <laughs> they played in Europe? Uh, um, it seemed to, to kind of have a big effect on the, uh, the Rangers, like the style of play. Aye, wait up. I only seen it kind of based on the highlights. I never actually seen the game to be honest. It just kind of shed a bit more light on it. It just seemed a kind of it seemed kind of somewhat uh, Kelly Rangers games last year in the sense that Rangers started brightly, fell at the game, Kelly came right back into it. But the difference this time is Rangers got over the line in there. Aye, I think it felt like it was going to be the same as last year, especially when they scored that goal to make it one each. I was shiting myself. I thought, Actually, a good finish for Stephen O'Donnell. That was an absolute class finish. I thought uh, they were going to win it, and when they scored the equaliser, so just the way the game was gone. They absolutely should have won it. Amen. Big Eamon Brophy with the miss of the season. Well, nah, I'm, I'm going to contest that. We'll come to that later on, but certainly in the top three. But nah. I think <laughs> top three misses of the weekend. Aye. <laughs> Scot- Scottish football is well and truly back, as we'll discuss later. But I watched. I watched an old sports scene and. It seemed like a very boring game of football in the sense that Rangers had most of the ball without ever really creating much. Kelly didn't do a lot and then got his... But well, the three goals are three goals for set pieces. It's sort of something you're up about, I think. That Rangers probably is the better team on the ball, but not a lot of real quality in it from an outside perspective. Only I've seen 10 minutes yet with Stephen Thompson talking yeah, over it. In my opinion, I mean. it looked like we were missing, we're still missing something to... Ryan for, for the wings, which well, one, one player I'm curious about. Specific. One player I'm curious about is Haribo. I thought for the brief highlight he looked alright. Quite a strong runner, decent in the ball. 
don't know what his range of passing is like, seems, seems, like seems like something a bit different, something that's not really been there he's, he's for the got, last couple of years. He's not got a range of passing, he's got a short pass. That's all, that's all, he always goes short with his passing. But he's good when he's on the ball, but he doesn't really, he doesn't really offer a lot, like, getting on the ball. Like, uh, defensively? Like doesn't really, right. He doesn't really look like he's trying to get on the ball a lot. Yeah. But when he's on the ball, he's good on it. Again, he's probably somebody that needs needs a bit of time because the level he's been very highly regarded at the level he's been at, but the level he's been at has been week one, so yeah. it's obviously a step up. Well, you say to to give him to give him credit that Charlton Academy in the last five years produced Joe Gomez, Adam Lookman, the boy played and the Huddersfield the striker. What's his jobs? Uh, that yep, missy space. There's an all one and all that's just went to Aston Villa for thirteen million or so. Centre half Ezra Consul or something. Uh, aye, that's exactly one. So he, he's came through. Also, if you take the five players having like quality, he came through them as regarded as one of the better prospects of that. So are you saying he's obviously a no bad big player, but. Is it, is it with Rangers need another central midfielder considering that they've got about 600 central midfielders? Well, that's a point. Like, they they made a kind of big, big deal about Greg Dockery last season going out to earn experience. Uh, was it Portsmouth or Shrewsbury? Shrewsbury, I want to say. Shrewsbury? Right, aye. And he was I'm pretty sure he won their player of the year, getting the team of the year in the League One. Nowhere to be seen opening day. I don't know, don't know how much of the European campaign he's played, but... He's a different style of player, but I think Aribo's more of a kind of He's expecting it to be a more of a number 10, but it's like Doc, he's kind of more like Kamara's kind of fashion or something, he, aye, kind of more of a runner. Aye, but Rangers are getting to the point now where they can probably field a team of central midfielders. <laughs> I mean, Davis, Arfield, Jack, Kamara, Aribo, Doc. I think Arfield's more looked at as like a kind of wide man nowadays, but somewhere behind my eyes. He's not a winger, but is he? Well, who who played in the who played in the Was it Ojo and Ojo, Ojo and Arthur? Oh. Nah. Like, yeah, kind of, okay. They kind of switched it about, kind of playing very narrow. I think it's interesting. I think it highlights that maybe like if I again from no watching it, I wouldn't say Scott Arfield's an out and out player to play wide. I'd probably think he does plays better and. He played better against Celtic definitely at New Year playing more centrally and I think it's interesting if you're Greg Doherty or you're Jordan Jones if you've just signed and are now playing somebody that's no really a right midfielder at right so midfield I thought uh, Arfield kind of started the season quite poorly in a deeper position I thought see when he got moved up one in kind of the number 8 position I thought he was a lot better I thought he looked a lot more dangerous Aye, definitely. he's more effective going forward he's, he's proved even <clears throat> Uh, he's comfortable getting on the ball as well. Yeah, like, even when he's not having his, his best games, he, he still creates a bit uh, for Rangers. And I think, um, if anything, if I was a Rangers fan, I'd be saying even more central. I think uh, in a higher position as a number 10, he's really useful. He, he links up well. Uh, sometimes he's going to be a bit isolated, I think, out wide. He often drifts in a bit anyway. Um, I think that's the kind of point in the formation, but they want yeah. to drift in. Uh, I don't think it works with Ojo. I think it worked with Kent because he likes to run inside, but. Ojo was kind of lost it wide on his own at times. See, there we go. I tell you, well, I'm sorry, I'm here now. <laughs> uh, after some technical difficulties, I've somehow made it. I gave you the big spiel and everything, get absolutely patched. But we'll, I, also, heard it, I heard it. We'll, 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 we'll bypass that. Yeah. <laughs> Why buy it? Because I've got a quick Rangers question for you. So, 
interesting that over summer Rangers signed two centre-halves and then start the first game of the season with two centre-halves they already had last season. Three million pounds for the big Swedish boy and then that went to Oldham and neither of them start your opening day. Any thoughts? I, think I don't like that boy, that? the Swedish boy. I don't think he's fit. I've seen him against Blackburn. They didn't look fit. He looked pretty clumsy in the ball. And I think <laughs> that's just how he plays. I think uh, I think Cartage only get the look over Edmondson because he get to go against Derby. I think that'd be the only reason that he get the start. Because I think Edmondson's looked pretty good in pre season, but I think because Cartage scored against Derby, kind of just worked his way into the team. Who 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 do you think will follow the two will be? Ed, probably probably on paper. Back back we'll right back to Bernier. Three positions. I think Goldson's a definite. So I think Goldson's almost going to win it. I don't think he's like. I, Go, I think Goldson, Goldson was a kind of Goldson was a kind of mainstay, but never had a proper partner last year. We had Aye. four separate partners at different times last year. I, I don't really know much about the Swedish boy. Did you know it? But I'd say at the moment going forward, it'll be Cartic probably. I don't think he really put much of a foot wrong last year and it kind of unfairly sent it to the background. Never played a... Uh, I was going to say, never played a lot of games, but I didn't ever think he was visibly a poor player. I thought it was, was a no injury or something at the start of the season that, that kind of delayed it. Or was it? I don't know if it was maybe that Joe Worrell, since he walked in, I don't know if it was like some clause in his contract that he had to play or something because it was games at the end of the season. It didn't really matter that that Joe Worrell was, was still playing. Aye. Uh, yeah, I think why are we playing a player that's one loan that's not going to dent for us going forward? He played like he played well, something. Well I noticed that caught that. Because well, do you think as well that if that the starting part two centre halves is Goldson and Cash, then going out and buying the Swedish boy for as much money is poor business when you haven't brought Ryan Kent back when the two striking options are now Morelos and Defoe after he's away. Do think it's maybe money that isn't necessarily well spent? I don't know so if he's, I, I thought when he was coming in. That he might be a left back because he's left footed. I've seen a few people on Twitter saying he can play there. What's that so far? You'd be hoping so because Barris is <laughs> absolutely honking. Can he put a ball into the box? I mean, there was a bit of fanfare about him when he first came, Barris. Right. First few games, I looked alright, and then all of a sudden you turn to Twitter and. He's absolutely seen as a bud. Andy Hall. His first couple of games, he's put a cross in against Villarreal and we got a goal for it. Everyone's like, geez, he's fucking I mean, see, that's the, that's the game I think remembers. Like, the two all drawn, but, but Villarreal, after that, I don't remember. Any the overlap has been half decent. But again, that Villarreal game, the Kyle Arthur didn't pop up in that game. Hi. So that's a Barisic cross, I think. He's not going to, to mother up on it, according to Sned. That's your hot, your hot transfer gossip for Sned's mouth. It, あ、まだ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、
he's, he's proven it throughout his career. They can score goals at, at any level, really. So, so, so do we think that well, well, Rangers have another level to go? Going forward in the next few weeks. In the next few weeks, it would just be about Rangers keeping consistent. I, I can't. Uh, obviously, again, being biased, being a Celtic fan, but I can't see past uh, Celtic's form just now. And and over the next few weeks, it is. It's really just who can who can challenge Celtic the most in these early months. Who can keep up? Uh, Kilmarnock are a stuffy side, even though they've had that um, that fucking horror loss there in Europe. They're, they're still going to be an organised side. That's what um, the new manager's philosophy is all about, much like Steve Clark was. Um, I don't think there's going to be much change in the formation and uh, in the style of play. So credit to Rangers that they, they got over the line and got the three points because it's never going to be a tough game on that Astro when you're used to playing on the grass uh, against a team, as I said, they're as well organised as come on. Like, they're, happy to, they're happy to just defend crosses. Uh, that's the main thing. I think any other weekend that result against Kilmarnock would be good. I think it was only kind of overshadowed the performance by the fact that Celtic pumped St Johnson. Ah, and also the fact. Well, oh, no, I would, I would say as well that the fact that fucking I can't even say their name uh, that well. Conor's key. Conor's, aye, that moment. Honestly, gives me dyslexia <laughs> trying to see it. Like, you, you kind of get like, watch that result and then no Hank this Kelly's team I hear for the they've had two ga- I think like, two or three games off pre-season against like Auckland Talbot and like Ayrshire Junior teams like, they haven't really done a lot of like they are, they are currently out of Europe they, they, they should be they, Partizan Belgrade I believe uh, very next round 4-0 on aggregate I think it was didn't score a goal Partizan I would have, I would have thought would have beat Kelly but it would have been a good race. well saying that 150 Kelly fans had already pre- pre-booked that and went with Connor's key shots on. Love to see it. Love to see it. <laughs> Love to see it. The thing is, well, but the thing about Rangers is, is that Rangers have got a big couple of weeks and days coming. That if they're going to get rid of Morelos, they're going to have to get somebody in to replace them quickly. Like, if if he does want to go and whatever else, like it's going to be. It's, if Morelos goes and they don't replace him well, I think Rangers are in a worse position than they were oh, last year. I can't see. I can't see Morelos gone. I can't see See, initially, I thought so when there was loads of the talk. Initially, I thought there's still a bit of a buzz about him, but it's died down now. You know, the, 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 the fairy tale 30 million pound bids are nice, but Aye. I, I just can't, can't, see, can't see him too coming much, in with the valuation Rangers must value him. Exactly. Too much time has passed now between the end of last season and now, obviously. He, he transfer fees just plummet when there's nothing happening. Uh, and if you've got no one to get interest in you and there's no scouts looking at you, uh, then I, your hopes get your kind of opportunities passed. I think Morelos's opportunity for a big, uh, big money move is gone. Really, it's an um, obvious thing to say, but if if he can keep his form for last season, goal scoring wise, and then cut the shape basically, learn to behave, aye, learn to behave himself. Then he get booked team, this weekend. Teams will come flooding in. Development. that's a big thing. I think actually going forward for Morelos uh, on a personal level, see if he can get any sort of improvements in his discipline. Then he'll, he will be, he'll be twice the player he was last season. Ah, well, he's a kind of player. He's, he's always going to have a wee bit of bite about him. That's it. And that, see, and that, if, you, if, you, if you fully take that away, he's not going to be yeah. the player. So, exactly. you need to kind of manage it correctly. But he's a never that's ever, ever half, going to lose a that. A that's suspended half the season isn't, isn't any good to you. No. No, I, and it's probably the only time I do agree with Stephen Gerrard. I do think uh, that he's got massive potential, and I do think he's a brilliant player, good goal scorer. But it's it's all about discipline into it, and that's what Stephen Gerrard says. It's it's if he could do it, uh, any improvement to his discipline, 
it go a long way uh, for the team and for him as well. It's kind of that way, the way I see it. He would really be struggling to get a game for Rangers <laughs> if, the, if the four was six years younger. Aye. <laughs> 26 years younger, maybe? Aye, no, if, <laughs> if, if the four was fucking even a, a, a fucking uh, a shard of what he used to be in his, in his prime his career, probably, well, six plus years ago, then uh, aye, Morelos would be a shadow, really, wouldn't he? I think Defoe, but Defoe's more of a poacher. Like, we, we, we need to be playing well for Defoe to get opportunities. Like that game against uh, Progress, he went 70 minutes and we didn't put balls into the boxing and he was just no involved in the game. But as Morelos can kind of create his own chances. Uh, that, that's probably an age thing as well, though. Like, that goes with saying it. Six years ago, he's going to be more mobile, wanting to drop in, demand the ball. Whereas now he knows the best thing he's the good thing he's good at is putting the ball in the back of the net, being there within twelve yards to to create a bit of space and put the ball in the net. I think now I think he's, I think he's best used off the bench because of that. that well, exactly, exactly. If you could keep him keep him uh, warm until the last twenty minutes, and then he just fucking bounces on and does does what he does best. Um, I, I you got a point there. I think Morelos probably gives you more in the the grand scheme of the game, but uh, when. Sorry, go ahead, I. Uh, sorry, well, one, last, one last thing on the game. Uh, Kelly, focusing on Kelly for a minute. Uh-huh. Did we see enough of them yesterday to think they'll be safe, or did we see any of them yesterday to think they actually might be able to no. replicate last season's form? I think defensively, or do we think they look the same, but I think going forward, we've lost Chris Boyd, obviously, he's retired. Uh-huh. Even Brophy, I don't think they've lost Jordan Jones. I don't think they've got goals in them. I think they've doubled make top six. You can, you can look through the team, guys. They had, no get the, last year. Uh, so they had Greg Stewart at a team last year. They had Joseph Malundu at a team last year. They had Shibola. What's Malundu doing next year, actually? This year? Sorry. I don't know. I've not, I've not really seen him. Where did he go? Came back they for the Neil Lennon doesn't even know he's still a player. He's no, he's a free agent. He's a free agent, I think. Yeah, he's out of contract. But... Aye, that's, that, that's the kind of quality of well, that, And to a degree, that is the draw Steve Clark had it, Kelly. That's that's part of the reason which made them so successful. But you, you say the draw Steve Clark had. That's my manager, the fucking former Chelsea assistant, former Italy assistant. What is he like? Aye, but... If any of the ability to get big names in, it's somebody that's like the, he, should, he should be on the phone to Frank Lampard and say, give me... But at the, sa- but at the same like, time, when Kelly... When, Jake Clark when Kelly announced Steve Clark, everyone knew who Steve Clark was. I'd never heard, heard that Angelo or Lesio, to be honest. Never heard the name. Wasn't familiar with his work. Well, I didn't know the guy. The keeper was good. I thought the keeper was good. Despite being Juventus's 17th choice or whatever he is. Was it Brunescu or something? Have you seen Juventus' keepers for this upcoming season? Weird tangent. They're, they're three, they're three like, first-team goalkeepers. Oh, it's world-class. World-class, but... Chesney, <laughs> Perrin and Buffon. I'm fully not really expecting Kelly to ever go into UV and say, right, give one of your players that are <laughs> in the room the first team. <laughs> Never expecting that to happen, so... Bye. Yeah, actually, actually... <laughs> give me Belize, my tweet. To be fair to the boy, you look decent. Look. Pulled off a few good saves. I was actually unlucky for the first Rangers goal because he made a brilliant save and it was followed up by the wrong, wrong colour of strip in his eyes. Uh, yeah, there was a rebo shot as well late on in the game that I thought was going to top bins and he pulled off an absolute class save. Uh, Rebo had a couple of good digs actually. Uh, challenged him. Uh, fucking hell. Uh, <laughs> there was two, two chances for Rebo. 
I was going to say, it sounds like you were eating your dinner. Aye, sorry, my, my well. connection cut out for a bit. Plates rustling, nice. I had been... Uh, well, well, Truffles put, Truffles put a frantic message in the chat saying, is somebody you? eating their dinner? <laughs> <laughs> so, we're good. so I hope you now realise we're getting into trouble after us. <laughs> what did you have for your dinner? Uh, Abigail, oh, right, sorry, Charles. Was it like a nice like, golden bowl available, uh, available in Michigan, or was it a? <laughs> uh, no, it was a uh, long. Was that just me that done the hear that? Uh, I heard like, long. Sound about like Nothing, me yeah. hawking something going on. Long my student. Oh, oh, oh right, no, it was long my student. Price point to the podcast. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Kelly. Quickly back to Kelly. Kelly will no be murder this season, but they're not going to be. I agree. I've lost pace Aye. definitely on Celtic Rangers. Absolute, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely table for me. Aye, Aye. that's that's probably Aye. fair. Whereas Johnston, just now, in fact, will no. absolutely be lucky to stay in we'll the have season, a but... season. Celtic seven, St Johnston nil. Opening day of the season, Celtic <laughs> raising the flag. <laughs> And putting on an absolute stellar performance. What do we think, boys? Christy, Christy is just a, an absolute... To give St. Johnson <laughs> some credit, right? <laughs> they turned up. To give St. Johnson the minimal credit they did not... Like, on another day, it might not have been seven. Like, to give them the slightest bit of credit, everything that, like, like when it rained on Saturday it poured, they conceded two or three goals that maybe on another day you don't concede. Specifically, the, the Ryan Christie one, Ryan Christie's second set, it's third goal. Xander Clark's a better goalkeeper than that. Ah, it's Xander Clark. Xander Clark's a, a player, player we've rated highly, but... Did them, they have Xander no, Clark's no, fantasy team? No, I did. Also had Christie as captain, but so... Yep, I did. The good, the good out is the So when, when like, nah, I somebody say Xander Clark's in Johnson's star man... When your star man's throwing one to the back of the net after half an hour and you're 3 0 down, like your race is ran. The referee could have called it at half time and I don't think anybody would have been allowed to pop the Celtic. So was happy to go out of there. Yeah. And then Christy scores. Christy scores two absolute world class finishes outside the box. Another day he might put them into like, the, the, the fucking fifth row behind yeah. the net or he might let. No, like there are two goals that maybe you don't score all the no. time. So maybe take maybe take Chris's hat trick out and have only get beat four 0 That's no uh, yeah. much of a so, so if Celtic don't have Ryan I mean, Christie playing this, you've got the one four mil. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> no, but Ryan, Ryan Christie's three goals aren't three goals that I like. Well, like the three, his, his three goals were two phenomenal strikes, and Xander Clark turned into fucking <laughs> Rob Green for nine years ago. I think you take nah, Xander Clark's mistake out of it though, and I, I can't even Johnston you also get the one Christie having that quality. Aye, but that that game could have easily been ten or eleven. Though even taking away Xander uh, Clark's mistake. I think there's there's chances that should have been put away that weren't they, as well as the ones that Christy. I I get what you're saying, Ed, but sometimes when it's like a ball bouncing outside the box and somebody just catches it perfectly or something, but Christy like just got that on the half turn, set himself and then just pinged it in top bin like it was nothing. For me, that that's no like a super. It's no. No, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's doing credit. I'm just saying that like it was Celtic. It was Celtic's day. Like Celtic were like were quids in the whole day. Anything uh, done when. Uh, like, sure. Mikey Johnson's goal three minutes in, he gets a centre half in the career. <laughs> 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 but uh, right. that, that, that was a boy who's just been the Celtic as well. Wall of stuff, like, what a stuff. What a turn. What a turn. I don't know. It was actually a shame. 
Lennon and Kennedy comforted him at the end of the game, but what a runner in the did. It was a sin. <laughs> but that kind of shows you again the quality St Johnston have this season. Like, they're getting guys who have never been anywhere near the Celtic first team. A lot of Celtic fans probably hadn't even heard of all this stuff, and no. all of a sudden they're straight to St Johnston, yeah. straight in the starting lineup. Well, the big thing is they've had a bit of a nightmare some of this summer. They try to get um, Stevie May back in, oh, who obviously had like, his, his best like, time in football, really, before he went down south. Aye, that's, that's very fair, eh? It's St. Johnson and the Cooney agreed to him, Jim, like, and I kind of think Emma can be surprised like, that St. Johnson are like, obviously kind of paying whatever, he's not paying whatever else. Like, all all I'll say is, see, with... one of the signings of mid, the Redhead Center have, what a hideous football player he is. <laughs> They've got him in loan for some Estonian team as an Estonian international. They were not Estonian. Well, he was on loan last season as well. After football country, man. <laughs> Guy is <Aye>. coming. <laughs> apparently, Stevie May back to St. John's back on. Aye, apparently. Uh, St. John's they're, they're in for some Kane Hemmings as well. Aye, Kane Hemmings. They, they two signings could honestly save their season. They need, they've got nothing up front. No, they need... Oh, Alan isn't he fucking good enough. He, he's an oh. in-behind striker. He can't hold the ball. <laughs> Got to say, Michael Allen. Got to say, he was rotten. Yeah, he's dreadful. He's, he's an in-behind striker. Also, 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 Kennedy, a, a player of rated, was, was rotten. <laughs> Murray, da- Murray again, Davidson, to how is he? To give him slight credit, M- M- like Michael Harlan was playing up front against probably the best centre-half in Scotland and, <laughs> and Chris Iyer. So, like, it's hard. It, like, it's a fucking shit. It was a shite day for Michael Harlan to give him like a slight break. Like you can't really judge him on playing away at Parkhead when nobody at win thirty yards. Him, like no, nah, I mean that's fair. Like, you you, can... You've got to look all over the pit in the midfield. Like Ricky Foster at right mid, Murray <laughs> Davidson centre mid. Like, if that's no relegation, if that's Aye. no relegation for the what is? <laughs> like, honestly, if that oh, team can say that's the good thing, just look at it. So. No, I said today and worked to one of the guys from the time. He's a he's like a, a pure. I think he's a Saint Mum fan. He's, he's a pure likes all the shite teams. And I was saying that Saint Johnson will not stay up based off what Saint Johnson do. Saint Johnson will stay up if Levy have a shite season. If Hamilton have a shite season, like Levy. Ah, uh, well, we'll, Saint we'll, we'll, we'll depending on teams being worse. We'll discuss these teams kind of going on, but, but Saint Johnson what are definitely Saint Johnson definitely looking the top two worst sides so far. Aye, aye. Well, you say that again. I, I'm not. I, I don't even really like St. Johnson. I'm not going to say it in major offensive <laughs> to the fan, but I think I think Hamilton's result away to County just promoted is similarly as embarrassing as getting beat seven 0 after treble treble champions. Like I think Hamilton are in deep bother as uh, usual yeah, as well earlier on this season. We'll go on to that in a minute. But first of all, Celtic. Look. Just a perfect day at the office, I think. Like, you're, you've got to enjoy that because it's, it's not too often I oh, doubt that's going to come along. Like, just everything, everything yeah. the hit went in, every pass, every, every bit of passing they knitted together was just beautiful to watch. Ryan Christie, a few stays well, fit all beautiful season. Beautiful to watch, depending on which side you're on. <laughs> <laughs> if Ryan Christie's fit all season and doesn't get player of the year, I'll be very, very right. surprised. Mikey Johnson will be young player, like, based on current showing. Edward was... Absolutely ridiculous. I couldn't believe he hadn't scored before he did, but he was obscene. Aye. Who, who else? And Chan came on playing very well. Beaton's like a new signing, but it's just, just one of the pair. 
the thing about the thing about Encham, but a, a quick criticism of Encham is that I'd like to see him play like that and with that much swagger when we're drawn nil nil with teams. It's easy to come on four 0 down and sprint fifty yards to get a tap in. Like, I'd like to see him have the same sort of. Ah, that, that's very fair. I've, I've, I've been one of his biggest critics because it's kind of done my done my not in for the last year. Like, he it does people's not in because he's probably one of his. Could he even be Celtic's most talented footballer? He's, as a footballer, he's really, really, he's got a lot of talent, but you don't see it a lot. Well, it's, I, I don't know if it's a confidence thing or what it is, but uh, watch like, the under 20 championships in the summer. Like, he was running about for France, like, fucking, he owned the full stadium, like, he owned the, the, the car park outside as well. Like, a pure swagger about it, and then you watch him for sale sometimes, and he doesn't want to be there. Like, no. You can just see it. Like, That's the thing. The like, big one is Hibs at. Hibs away last year, like he couldn't be fucked any less. Like he, he just wanted. Ass. I think that's you could just see it I in think his that's face. The biggest thing about Encham is that uh, when he is comfortable in his position, he, he doesn't look interested. But see now the way with players like Christie and that that are hitting ridiculous form, like he, that, that's, he's seriously that's exactly he's it. struggling for his place now. He has to come on and, and score a goal at and show that he wants to be in the team. If he wants to be in the reckoning for a starting exactly. place, like he's, he's going to have to he's going to have to produce sharp form every week. Exactly. Because like, Scott Scott Brown played his normal game, went very very tidy. Got got a few St Johnston players rustled up, yeah. which which is exactly what we want to see for him. Cal McGregor, he, he, he's an artist in, in a lot of ways. See when he's playing like that, he's an absolute artist. Right, exactly. Not even his best game, but like goes unnoticed when you've obviously got Christie scoring hat tricks and that. But you know. And I was even I was quite encouraged by the right back. Like, so all in all, I well, I think the right the quite about the right back. The right back just proves how end it says Anthony Alston's got a future at Celtic is sniffing. <laughs> the right back was honestly looked like a football player. Looked like somebody that hadn't been put out the crowd and given a fucking pair of football boots. It, it, it was see the difference in the last ten minutes when Ralston came on from night and day. Uh, I, 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 I think it's crucial Celtic have him fit for Kluge. I think he will be, because I think it was just a dead leg, but you can you can definitely see the difference in quality. What about yeah. that uh, Bolingoli? Again, she was, she was very Looks good. Right, had, improving, he's, improving had easily, definitely. Easily his best game in a Celtic uh-huh. kit. It's been a bit unfair criticism he's got so far. He's, he's been a wee bit clumsy, but... Got, and he fucking had diarrhea as well. Ah, <laughs> had to go off at half-time. But, so. but looks very comfortable. Ah, again, that, again, we say that about the two fullbacks. Both of them played very well, but the, the real test going to come if you're playing against maybe, maybe a, even a Hibs at Easter Road in that, that season like, when you actually have to defend. But it's not a lot of defending away. to get done in that game. Motherwell away will be a tough game. It's a, always a tough place to go. Ah, Celtic, Big Bowie, Big Bowie, and Mikey Johnson are class together because they both just want to like get like neither of them is bothered about what's behind them. Both of them are just going to keep doing and run. Like I, I see at home, the teams that's in Johnson that like last, last season, season before, we've sort of struggled to break teams down because like a lack of directness. Like, having players that just are like well, here, tails up, getting about it, big big difference. Well, I, like I, Scott Sinclair last season. I say last season give the guys credit lots of goals big player but does everything very very slowly and very predictably for athletes hand side cuts into his right foot it's no on he gives it back like Mikey Johnson and Big Bowley down the left hand side were so direct running at folk committing people like 
playing the way you'd expect uh, him to play at home. I think he likes uh, it, Johnson. Well. I, I like Lennon's. Uh, he's eager enough to, to get us in the channels. Like, we're playing balls more in behind rather than getting it. So, for example, when Sinclair last year were under Rodgers, uh, and even year, the last couple of years, um, he would want the ball into feet and we'd get to Forest into feet, and then they would li- like expect them to do the work. Whereas, they get, well, the first first goal on Saturday there, um, fucking lovely 40 ball by Christie, right into the path of Johnson. Great positive first touch, ran the boy ragged and put it in. That's that's how it should be. Like, it should, I think putting the ball into the space is better for players like Johnson and that. Um, and even for Sinclair, but I think uh, it's the philosophy of play. Lennon's wanting us to be more direct. Let's let's play in their half. Let's put the boys into the corners rather than try to slow, but slowly build and then slow the game down in the wide areas and try and pull. I, I feel like this philosophy could actually work this season because it, it's a relentless, uh, relentlessness we've got. Like we're obviously it goes all over the park now, um, and all sorts of players, players coming off the bench scoring as well, but. Um, I like the directness of the play. I like that we're, we're attacking um, with purpose rather than kind of playing it like a game of chess, trying to drive players out in that. That's it. It just looked, Celtic just looked fresh. Uh, just looked like the Just too sharp, too good, really. And as I said, it could have been 10 or 11 now. Uh, and they could, should count themselves lucky that it wasn't, because it could have been far more embarrassing than it already was. Uh, I mean, well, but I've seen Johnson just been uh, see again yeah, uh, to to to, to it. Have St. Johnson always been poor and just been overachieving for the past couple of seasons, or is no. that like the poorest well, Johnson no. side you've seen put out in a while? It's, it's, the, poorest personnel, regardless. But like, St. Jo- St. Johnson have always been solid. Like, you know, finished fourth two years ago or something. Or, I think it did. Fourth or fifth like, Ma- a couple years ago. Maybe they've been overachieving in terms of there's been teams with better players that have finished below them, but. Uh, at the end of the day, they have earned their right in the last... I thought even last five, year... Six, five, six still years, finished but... like seventh last year, I think. But I thought even but... last year there were signs that they're not the same team that Tommy Wright's had the last couple of years. Aye, I thought the same. Aye. But the, I think at one point season. I thought, St. Johnson's always a team you think, oh, that may be a 1-0 or something, but aye. we absolutely battled them. In fact, did we not... not the same kind of same did, team. Did we not put... James Forrest scored five against them last season? Last season, I know. I can't remember what the scores were last season, to be honest. I'm surprised. I'm surprised at you for saying that. Did you know? Uh, talk to Cammy Bell about the nil nil draw. Aye, we did. But that, no, I'm talking about at the <laughs> at home. Aye, yeah, I don't see we did Barton. I'm pretty sure we, we drilled them five uh, seven nil one game. Anyway, I'm, in terms of like, hopefully Celtic can carry this going forward because even just watching it's uh, absolutely brilliant. It's different to what we've seen lately and. It's a fresh injection, which is absolutely really enjoyable to see. Mm-hmm. As for St Johnston, I don't think that's the first rubbing they're going to take this season, no. to be honest. Maybe not quite as severe as that, but I can see them taking other tankings. They look unorganised to me. They, uh, based on the game, it wasn't even a matter of... Well, it was a matter of Celtic being really good, but it was a really, really poor day at the office Like for St Johnston. There's, there's a difference between like, a 7-0 drubbing. Uh, where you've you've offered and put the effort in, and maybe got a few chances. Like what they had two attempts on goal or something. Like they seriously, seriously struggled to get any sort of play. Uh, and obviously we're moving on to the next couple of games anyway. But I think in contrast to that, um, no, sorry, in, in similarity to that, Hamilton's 
had a really bad day. Like another another day. They've obviously they've done well to get back in the league so quickly. Not a lot of teams do that, but Ross County were made to look like world beaters. But see, quite about that county team. That county team was like basically the same team, if I'm not wrong, that they finished last season with. Aye, they've signed a couple of additions for the same week. Like Joe Chalmers, seen him in the Scottish Cup last year, scored a few good goals, scored a good goal in that game. Decent player. Signed Spittle, aye. Again, but the, the start, the start eleven, I guess it was almost made up entirely a championship. Definitely wouldn't have been far away, aye. And absolutely, like Hamilton, like were looking like they were playing Celtic, like Celtic or Rangers or Barcelona. Honestly, couldn't get. It was, it was Higgins is right that it was fucking mortifying aye. at the point. Like, but like, that that game, end, the, the Ross County game could have easily been another seven 0 It could have been. Aye. Well, Ross Ross County played a, played an old fashioned four four two, two boys up front. They got the ball wide to their wingers. The wingers ran down the line, get crosses into the box, and that Hamilton was so easily undone. Oh, right. Well, Hamilton could have had to give away two penalties in the first time. Well, no, but Michael Garden had a really good shot for one. Like, but by all, by all accounts, like, he actually did give away two penalties, which weren't the given. Because you look at them back, there's Aye. no way you can argue they're not there. Right, exactly. Both of them, but they got away with it. But it was. But that's the Hamilton, the Hamilton way, but into the Hamilton way is getting away with it. I thought we see this every year. Or like, I think I had this. I think I had this exactly. I thought last year. Aye, I mean, Hamilton went Easter Road and won three 0 it's, it's definitely a toss up between them and St Johnston for being by far and away the the worst performers of the weekend and the most in trouble. Wouldn't but Aye, I, I think Hamilton, as you say, I, might, I might even edge it. I would say Hamilton would edge it. No, no terms of performance this this weekend, but I think. Going forward for the rest of the season, Hamilton look like they're in serious trouble because the boys look like they've not even played together. Like the amount, of, the amount of stray passes that were given, like, there's just no, no relationship on the part of chemistry or anything. Um, like I said boys were falling over the ball and that it looked, it looked stupid, like it looked silly <laughs> at times. Like that these boys are actually playing professional football. What, what I touched in Ross County for a second actually, uh, as, as we said. They've done. They've got relegated two seasons ago, straight back up. Much this, not a lot, not a lot of additions, but enough good, decent additions. Well, but, I think that not a lot of additions is probably from their perspective are that they've got something winning. So why? They've got game winners, not team. So for what I've seen, like Michael Gardine, thirty-three-year-old, he is now that. Always a threat. For that, for that, uh, showing it on. Looks as if he's still going to do a turn for them. Billy McKay will score plenty of goals with the system of football they play. Aye, like, Billy McKay's goal at the weekend, Billy McKay will score at least 10 of them this season. Low crosses into the box, tapping. It's just a, he's a goal poacher. That, but maybe maybe one one bright spot for Hamilton could be Blair Olsen. I don't know. Like, but he looked our best player, but I mean... Find it, find it really hard to find any positives with Hamilton, but... Aye, definitely. I, th- I, do, think I do think he'll turn into a decent Aye. I, I was surprised he went to Hamilton, to be honest, but as I say, he's not exactly came for a brilliant team. Must have a fucking shite agent. Aye. I think that's fair. 
Final note in that game is fuck Hamilton for absolutely pushed. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely dug me. I think even players battle for Ross County as well. He uh-huh. came off the bench at the weekend. I think he'll get a, lot, a few goals this season as well. Aye, I I went all the likes to get up and down fast, can put across into the box. That always stuff. That's what get. That's what will get them success this season. I know. And it, I, 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 th- I think they'll be. I think they'll be, this season. I've got I think to they'll do all right. Actually, uh, mid mid to higher table. To be honest, uh, I think it's what you were saying. Well, I, I had them in the bottom six. There, Ed, like, you know, the team being made up of mostly championship players. Um, maybe they've they've spent most of their time in the championship, but you know, I don't think they look out of place there. I don't think any of them will be. No, not at that. all. But uh, I don't. I think I think if you if you if you brought somebody in after street down in those Scottish football and said one of these teams was playing in the league below last season, what team was it? You wouldn't have picked Ross County. Aye, no, yeah. Aye. Well, did you see? Uh, I take it we all watch sports. Yes. Uh, did you see? Yes. Did you see the cringy thing they're doing there where they get a roster fan oh, for every club? I'm on it next week, Connor. <laughs> absolute, absolute cringe for street, but the Hamilton fan I picked up on because he was like. Uh, uh, to be fair, that's that's a club that I've just come up. That's 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 a game we should be looking to win. That's a game we should uh, be winning. Like, on the basis, on the basis, I win. <laughs> well, you take it that you take it that most people have Ross County in the bottom six. I don't think Ross County are going to be trouble. In the, but I think I think they're safe without being too up on uh, the mobile, right? I, th- I think so. It, I, I've, I've got them in Kelly seventh and eighth. I tell you what, see at any any right, level, so the, the, any tier of Scottish football, see if you're winning a division, you've got a good team. But uh, uh, exactly coming to the championship coming up to a team Hamilton obviously being lower league and uh cusp of relegation last year as well. Fucking it's, it's deluded really for the Hamilton fans to expect to be turning a team which has won a league over because they've obviously got a tight knit squad there, a manager, a philosophy that players obviously are into. Um so there's there's no reason why anyone should be fucking resting the laurels saying that they should beaten should be beating a team that just came for another league. Um Despite it being lower, because I think across the board, all the way down to fifth and sixth tier, even junior football, if a team's won that league, they're no fucking mugs. Do you know what I mean? I know, just to win as well. So exactly, I think the difference between the, the top of the championship and the bottom end of the Premiership as well is absolutely bare minimum. Uh, exactly. I, I think as well that, that if if Hamilton went down, I think Hamilton would struggle in that division below. I don't see Hamilton going down and being like. I couldn't see them romping. No. I couldn't see them. Even the like no. and Hibs years ago with squads well better than what Hamilton's got to do, couldn't even get back out. So that, that's that's a game like that has to go to Ross County for me. Aye. But uh, for a couple of potential relegation candidates to win more, Hibs against St Mirren. One 0 to Hibs late on for Scott Allen. Anything to say for that game? I thought Hibs were, were bright the most. They're still probably going to take a wee bit to get into this season, I think. They're, they're relying on players like Scott Allen, who are obviously match winners for them. But, um, I think Scott Allen will be a great sign for him. I think well, he, I think he, has, he has been in the past, and I think he's got he's got lost time to make up for. He's technically fantastic, I think. I think, I, I think that's a really good piece of business. I, I think going forward, they are, they're going to be one of the better teams. Uh, offensively, I think they'll, they'll make teams struggle. The, the lower leagues in the team, uh, the lower, lower teams sorry, in the league, We'll be we'll be struggling against them uh, to defend. Got really I've, got, good... I've got to, I've got to say I didn't think they played great at the week. I, I thought nah. they were quite poor. They didn't really get going for me. Nah. But uh, one one player I want to touch on is Christian Dodge, or should I say Christian Dodgy as fuck? Aye. Well, that's what I was going to say. What the fuck were they chances missed for? 
Well, you, you were talking about uh, Stead's no ways anywhere, but uh, he was talking about Eamon Brophy's match been missed of the season earlier. Nah. Christian Dodge has already Dodge overtaken him twice. Dodge's second, aye, Dodge's second one was ridiculous. Like second one was really ridiculous. His first one is only only scratching the surface it being better, but... Aye. Which one was first, actually? Was the one, what was the one he tripped over the ball? But I think the second one's worse because he's, he's had the first one to get you that oh, in. I, I mean... <laughs> really, really, but no, no, the probably no, the start to his hub's career he was after, but no. at least he's getting in the positions. We'll see. Well, that's what I mean. I, I, I think Cubs have got a good, a good, a good solid squad for this season, by the way. See if you take the possible like, front, like, I suppose, five that Hibs yeah. could run out with this season. If you take like Horgan on the right, Allen in behind, Kimberry, and if that Dodge boy can start scoring goals, and who plays it way left from this weather? Um, I thought that new, I, I, Joe Neil started at the weekend. Well. I don't really know much about his background, but well, they've just had Glenn Middleton in for a medical, so it looks as if looks as if he's going to so be a hard squad for this season anyway. Middleton, Allen, Horgan, Camberry, and Doyle. Even if he's played Camberry with Allen behind him, that's 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 probably one of the better like, attacking ah, units. Like, and Scottish Bowen, now that's like there, there's goals in that team definitely. Like they, if they can keep it tight at the back, they'll be, have a, a good solid season, I'd say. I agree. I agree. I think they'll be challenging for that to this year. Um, ah, yeah, but I, I would say so. But touching on some I thought they were really unlucky. I, I actually think yeah. they looked quite quite yeah. organised. Well, I mean, the thing is, if if uh, if Dodge fucking puts in his two setters, then the game reflection of the game looks stupid. Like three 0 you're thinking that's a comfortable win for Hibs. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Samirin defended for the most part quite well and had a few chances of their own. Ah, I actually, actually did create. I, I, for me, St Mirren were really unlucky not to take it, and I didn't have, think Hibs were at their best. No. St Mirren, St Mirren have made a lot of signings in the past week. A lot of them played yesterday, so obviously they need time to gel as well. But one player I thought looked quite good was the winger Dunmas. Ah, I think he'll, he'll be a decent signing for him. Definitely. Ah, the Turkish boy. Aye, had a good chance to second uh, half. Uh, looks, looks a decent player, so... You know, I think they'll have a better... So I think Jim Goodwin's a good manager. I was going to say, I think Goodwin as well. He's got fans on side. The players will believe in him. He's he's, a, he's pretty experienced in the game. Uh, I think he'll be good for them. And I reckon he'll keep them safe, actually, as well. I, I think you're more, we're talking more likely for Hamilton and St Johnston. Uh, potentially even Livy as well. If they, cause of just Livy more so because of the, the losing of their players. They've the just outs. lost big players for them. Uh, so I think they'll they'll struggle a bit this season, not so much performance wise, but just results. I think St. Martin's uh, thing. I think uh, I think they look like a good outfit, but I think the only thing is for them is goals. I think Danny Mullen. I think is really their only. Aye. They're only player you're looking at well, who's going to score goals. Obika, they We don't don't know know much about him. Obika is a Obika is a football manager legend. Let me yeah. tell you. In my posh team, football manager 2015, goals, goals, goals. That boy's going to get 20 this season. <laughs> Missed a good chance like at the weekend to get, to get his account opened, but... But it took... To, was that one the long boy takes it in well? Is that what I'm thinking about? I remember he put it over the bar. I had a feeling it was a ball in the box and one hit, but was, I, Martin, he did I, I couldn't, I couldn't be wrong. But I, so, so Martin, I, was, I was actually quite... Well, I don't know... I was going to say pleasantly surprised. Like, I'm not like, sure itching for something to stay up, but uh... <laughs> no, I, no, I think I'm because oh, exactly. I would much rather they stayed up. Seen a half thousand right, well, so it's not a big enough club to be in the division. For this season, like I've also played outfit, but aye, I think that's two teams that need to gel. 
two teams that have made good signings that just need a, need a wee bit more time to Aye. get I think, together. As I said, it's pro- obviously it's my own problem further than the table and what Hibs will be, but Aye. I think that's just kind of stating the obvious. Uh, they both have different ambitions this season. Aberdeen Hearts. Uh, yes, yesterday's three o'clock game was Aberdeen Hearts. Was that, in a lot of ways, you could pick that as a game of the weekend in terms of a contest. Aye. 3-2 uh, Aberdeen in the end, but only for two late goals. Hearts actually took the lead with 20 minutes to go through Jamie Walker. I hope the Hearts team all set about that hickey in the change room after the game, Barry, because no one's saying it's all his fault, but it's almost all aye, his fault, man. Was aye, but, I mean, what was the tackle? It was but, what was, but the tackle... What was the tackle, was the tackle in the first half? Okay, okay, sent after the tackle that, for the... It wasn't even like it was a pure dangerous tackle for the penalty was a joke, but sorry. Dick Amona is acting the dick. What the fuck was he playing at there? Acting the dick Amona. That's... No, I think it's Hickey. Hickey has to his body's own strike in the changing room, honestly. The, the one in the first half is like, it just shows like how much a wee guy he is. Like, and I know ah, he is only a young boy, so. but that's a, like, but you don't see, I haven't seen any other player in professional football do that. I, I used to see boys do that on a Saturday morning playing in, in the fucking P&D. I was absolutely shocked to see it in the SPL, just chopped oh. somebody after the ball for no reason. That's a Chrissy thing. He's hitting with there. And then, and the tackle and the, the, t- the tackle that then leads to the free kick, which leads to the penalty, is like just so stupid. Isn't it? That and you, height can, just, you can just see you it. Went, you, you went two one up. You've came uh, back in the game. You, th- you think it, you the think team, the team buffer buzz. You, you like, I know he's inexperienced and he's probably feeling a bit of his depth playing at that level. But he's he's going to be a, he's meant to be a big player for them this season. Like I know Hearts are really into the, the young boys in it. I think Hickey's meant to be a bit. Uh, um, one of the better players this year and then hopefully creative. Well, Hickey's almost nailed it nailed on to start all but season, isn't he? Really? They haven't brought back Mitchell, that boy to Man United, that Dimitri Mitchell. So, but he's like the starting right. left back. Like he, he was fussy anyway, that Mitchell. Age, age no being a... But, but age not being a factor, you, you expect better than that for your starting full That's what I mean. Like, but I, I don't think age should um, even be considered here. Like, I, know he, I know he is young, but at no point should you be making that tackle and, and you should know well enough for playing football for any amount of years. That that's no something you do. You don't dive into a tackle blindsided, uh, especially in that dangerous area. Like it's just it's stupid to me, uh, and he deserves to get sent off, obviously. And he does deserve a rollicking after the the boys as well in the changing room. The I manager. don't think he's uh, I don't think he's done himself any favours because they've just signed that Aiden White recently, and he's a he's pretty much a left sided defender as well. So he's kind of uh, he's probably put himself out the team in kind of aspects. If I, if if Adelaide comes in next week at left back and has a good solid game, that bit about Hickey's chances getting fewer and further between. Ah, and they're still young, they it will get better and if they can learn for it, I suppose it's worth it. Yeah. But first I was wasn't I, I last time I last time I seen him was the cup final in May last year and he had a really, really good game against James Forrest, played really smart, played the game, then he played the occasion, cup final at sixteen and played it really well. And then all of a sudden his next game back he's getting sent off and been a total dick so <laughs> I hope it's a limit game for the boys because he has got ability what about Cosgrove 27 goals in 35 games or something goal machine ah uh, yeah, I mean I think Sam Cosgrove is the reason why like, see people say with Ryan Kent don't look at his stats with Sam Cosgrove don't look at his stats short of putting the ball in the back and again this is the best problem to have short of putting the ball in the back of the net Sam Cosgrove is a fucking donkey in my book it doesn't. Uh, he's so it's, ineffective it's, it's, and so poor. He's probably not the most technically gifted footballer, but I'm, I don't think you can argue with that goal return. Ah, same. So was Chris Boyd, but Chris Boyd was a donkey, and he, ah, exactly. he won leagues. 
he he's made a career at it. So. Well, I, no, but I, but I, I I don't know if he's got the if he's got the next step in him. If I, I don't know if he's going to be like a, if a Michael Higdon level, like we'll batter thirty goals in a year in the SPL, but that's like probably as good as he'll be. I don't know if that's me being harsh, but I don't. Do, see, do I, think I, he'll I be interested in him? Having the ability. I think he'll be done again this windows. season. I think he's only really had one good season at Aberdeen. I think before that he's. His numbers were alarmingly poor before that, but. I don't think he'd scored before Aberdeen and then he went and scored I think he was playing non league football and wasn't even scoring goals at some level. He scored till October in the season last year and then they went on some run. Then we had Hedges scoring an absolute peach to win it. He looks. He's supposedly looking at. The guy's looking at a very good player. Aye. Bottom for Barnsley, Welsh International. Decent set. Aberdeen actually looks as if they've recruited quite well despite. Losing some key players. Aye, definitely. Well, Aberdeen, again, to gain their credit, Aberdeen do always seem to recruit well. It's something that they have, like, they've got a, like, a good churn in the squad. If that makes sense, they've lost, in the past two years, they've lost Ryan Jack, Graeme Shinney, Gary McKay Steven. Like, the, the, that's probably like, their three best players of the past three years, and they've went out and lost them in consecutive seasons. So they, they have got a really good like, Scouting network or whatever it is, or a good reputation for bringing players. Potentially in losing another big player. Uh, I was about to say good. one one player to make a pointer, big McKenna. Transfer request today. Where would they go, but Leicester? Brendan Rodgers want them again. Dowsett. Fucking seventeen million pounds. Real quickly, just quickly about um, about down south in centre half. Did you see? And this is a total tangent, but seeing Brendan mm. Rodgers right Bournemouth want <laughs> seventy five million pounds. For Nathan Aki. Fuck. Seventy-five million pounds for Nathan Aki. Couldn't they get a game at Chelsea? You could buy Bournemouth. Buying average at Bournemouth. Seventy-five million. For seventy-five million and get about seventy million. (laughs) Fuck's sake! And they want seventy-five million for. Guys, what's actually done a hang where they compared the stats and they were like, "Oh, the stats are actually pretty similar, except for Maguire takes the ball out more per game." And I was like, "Aye, but that is another example why stats mean absolutely nothing." Nathan Aki is a good football player, Dutch international, good pedigree, came through Chelsea and whatever else. The cunt isn't he worth 75 million pence, never mind 75 million pounds. <laughs> Honestly, I fronted anyway, McKenna, I don't know if they'll go. I don't, I don't think they'll go. I don't know if they've got time. I think there must be. I think it's poor for his part. They're having a European game in the week. They'll probably only get two centre-halves, I think, they know. And he's he's doing that. I think that's quite poor for him, to be honest. I think he should, should at least do it away from the face of the media. But that's. Is there any like any like register, like any like concrete interest in him? Any saying no, we are not saying that. Like, saying a Southampton scout was there yesterday, which Premier League, I suppose you couldn't do a grumble if he was wanting to go there, but. Knowing the week of a European game, shouldn't be doing that. No, you're for right. Me. You're right. Is he good enough? Dana, Dana, Dana Boyata, middle t- mid table prem team. Is he good enough? No, yeah. I don't know. Cause like, I've seen worse players. It's, it's, in the it's probably the same level as the boy Brighton are buying for twenty-two million. Aye, Adam Webster. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I what's his pedigree? He played for Bristol City. Played for Portsmouth. Played for Ipswich. I'd be, I'd be surprised if Scott McKenna was the one up far with him. In all honesty. On the basis of absolutely nothing, I've never seen this boy play, but I'm just going to just going to go out there and call that. 
the thing is, I think Scott McKenna depends on the team he's playing in. I think he's quite a limited football player, but he's obviously a very good defender and athlete. But I don't think he'd suit a team that wants to play a lot of football. I think he can get caught out sometimes trying to play football that he's not really capable of playing. I think he's ever going to go to a a Liverpool Man City, but uh, I think for for a no, I don't mean that. I think. I don't think Premier League. I think, uh, I think the way English football is these I days. I do the Premier with, with the level of pressing and all that, and with the amount of impotence put on saying I have to be football players. I don't know if he suits that really. I don't know. I if think that's he's a player. I think he's all about the body feet. Uh, to be honest, I think uh, with the the way English football is these days, the money that players are going for, I think he's an absolute bargain. But for a team to come and smash him. I would actually agree with that. Oh, he's worth a gamble. See, if you have Southampton get it for five million quid, it was five million quid. Because I've written it that James Starr was getting one seventy-five million for. Exactly. So Southampton can buy him for five million, right? He can have a straight season, and they'll probably sell him next summer to like Brentford for nine and a half million pounds because that's just the way English football works on it. Like, if you're a team in England, it's probably it's like a very low-risk gamble. He's either comes and he's a player for cheap or he comes and you sell him for a profit to some other team that's got far too much Can money. Aberdeen get a trophy this season? No. Uh, depends on how they get their draws. If they, if they get Rangers again in the semi-final, they'll get into another final, maybe. That seems to be Rangers' kryptonite when I was meeting Aberdeen in the semi-finals. That is it. I mean, it's just, they just need to overcome the Celica Rangers somewhere in, along the way and that's they're, they're in a really good chance. You never... You can never really call a, a cup game, um, but with the form that Celtic's been in over the last few years, you still kind of really look past them. But um, they're definitely more than capable of it. More than capable of getting to finals, and you never know in a final. But you go, you go one up in a final, and you, as I said, you never really know what's going to happen. Then, and then Hearts, maybe a wee bit better, but. Well, I didn't. Me, but... I didn't think Hearts played that well in that game, and still nearly caused Aberdeen big trouble and uh, nearly won it actually. So, I, I it was difficult because I don't, as I said, I don't think they actually played particularly well. But if they've got goals, uh, goals out of nowhere, I think Piazzo stays fit all season could be big for them. Big nah. bruiser. <laughs> Jamie Walker back. Should that absolutely been sent I think they've got a lot of good players. Fucking, he, he, he's stunner. <laughs> I don't think that was that bad. It looked like he was looking at the ball. I think it wouldn't have been as bad if, if it was like the likes of Gary Mackay Stephen running into him. The fact that it's an 18 stone brute. And the fact that he's managed to force Scott he's McKenna like that, who isn't a wee guy himself, uh, just shows the force he must have happened with for me. What game was that again? It might actually be the other one. We're probably going to. Right at, right at the end. Ah, don't worry, we'll not be talking about that for too long. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking excellent game. I think Hearts have got a lot of good players, but I think their biggest problem is their manager. I think just the style of playing, everything about them. He was, was rocking rock his wee baseball cap at the weekend, so Craig <laughs> Levine, out, out ready for the season. You've got players like Scott, Scott, Berra, Scotland's Halker. Halker. Merchant. Over the last three years, they've showed that they're, they're good centre-halves in the league. And then you've got players like Piazzo and Naismith and uh, Connor Washington. There's goals in the team. But Hart's problem last season was that obviously they had that brilliant start when everyone was fit, which kind of shows you the quality of their base 11 has. Like, uh, I don't know how many games it was they ended up winning the spin. Maybe nine at the start of last season. But what showed was as soon as Suter got injured, Berra got injured, Naismith got injured, as soon as that happened, it was... It was a disaster for them, effectively. 
It's just a nerdy quality out with the players. So, if Hearts keep their team fit, they should, they should improve for last season. Because they've not really lost them day that significant. And they've recruited... They lost that boy that they brought in. Recruited no bad. Weird transfer story. Remember that boy they brought in in January and Craig Green called him a fat pie? And he came up and then like, played a game and get subbed off it halfway through. Aye, that donkey, what was his name again? Can't even mind. Check. He was for check. He's away again. I mean, I, I, I can't, Aye, can't he's away. Uh, he's been really on a free to some other check in the public team. So that's a, a good bit of my heart. I'm not a good player once subject to end games. Aye. But... He was a... He was a... Cameron, 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 Ah, so I think Gannis are that racist. No, 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 an almost 33 year old. Still, uh, still capable of scoring goals and, and he's an intelligent player. That's the thing. Uh, four four year well. contract for a guy whose next birthday is 33. <laughs> wild. Wild. I actually think he'll change his game as it develops, but because uh, a lot of things last season. Go deep. When, he's probably when, when not covering enough football to do that, in all honesty. Uh, he does. He drops in deep, he gets the ball in space, and he's, he's, his passes are imperfect most of the time, so he'll create plenty of chances for him as well. I think he actually did he set up the, the winners uh, sorry the, did he set up Jamie Walker for the two, to make it no, that, that, I can't that remember was, it was his pass but I think it was, nah, it was he not, that was, the pass to the other boy that, that was by Gucci that was by Gucci that played the through ball that's got a perfectly weighted ball for by Gucci it was uh, composure by Gucci he's a player <laughs> anyway yeah, fucking player last game of the weekend well last game we're going to talk about of the weekend was an absolute classic between Livingston and Motherwell at the Spaghetti Hand aye <laughs> Disappointed. Do, do, do you know what the notes I took for that for that game were? All about our wake ups, absolutely healthy. Ah, your wake up was absolutely nice. stunning. Our wake up was really nice. Uh, going to the game, I think a bit, a bit of a kind of a bit of stalemate actually. Just nobody could really make a proper breakthrough. There was actually chances for both sides. I thought so. It wasn't it wasn't a really boring game to watch. Uh, but not a particularly good game either. Ah, well, there, there was actually enough. Well, Aye, say enough points. Like Marvin Bartley for Livingston, I think, could be a great sign. Aye. I thought he was decent. I, I, I actually thought he was a good player at Hibs, but I'm surprised Livy, Livy managed to get up well like that. The new French boy at Livy looks decent. Livy, Livy, to be fair, like, they, lost, they lost a lot of key players, but I thought they looked, I, I didn't think they looked much different, which probably bodes all right for them. Aye. They probably Motherwell were disappointing actually because I'm not expecting Motherwell to have a much better kind of overall season than they did last season, but they were quite disappointing. But it's not easy to play in that pitch as many uh, teams know. They'll probably be missing it, uh, Tundo as well. I think um, these early Aye. parts of this season they'll probably be missing something bright. A lot, a lot of a lot of deputants as well, which we kind of alluded to with Hibs and St Mirren earlier. It's, it's a struggle. I think that's kind of token of the fact that it was 0-0 was that there are both teams that have had new additions lost a lot of players last season well lost a few players last season particularly like a backbone 
uh, for the teams. So as you said, it's just about building that relationship early now for the other season and, and sort of build on it. No, no, actually, it's probably the best result you could take, even though Livy probably deserved. Ah, uh, well, Livy will probably be a wee bit disappointing. Motherwell, I would say, after 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 watching what I seen in the game, yeah. I would say Motherwell will be quite happy to take a point from it. Exactly. Rest up and see what they've got against Celtic next week. Aye. Hopefully not a lot. Well, I actually thought Motherwell were candidates for the top six. So I was pretty disappointed. I, I had them in a sixth place, but. I think a lot of good players going forward, like James Scott, the wee young boy up front. He looks like a talent. He scored a few goals in that that cup, whatever it's called, the Betfred Cup. I wouldn't read too much into them, no beating Livingston at Livingston, to be fair. But it's still a draw at Livy, isn't it? That bad a result. But I think they'll still be pretty comfortable in it for top six. James Scott, Devante Cole, if Sned's get any truth in his knowledge, which he doesn't usually have, Kyle Lafferty might win the way. I think when Turnbull comes back as well, uh, I think, it would, be... I think it would, would be a good sign for, for Motherwell, definitely. I think, I think they are still missing a big kind of target man, uh, hold the ball up, a kind of old-fashioned number nine, which Kyle Lafferty can give them. Uh, I was surprised that Devante Cole didn't actually start the game. I thought he was kind of one of their mere marquee signings out of who they've signed, but actually, I don't know. It's early on in the season. Time will tell how, how it unfolds. But uh, I'm just going to briefly mention Shankland, how how in the fuck is he still in the championship? <laughs> Four goals, what a ball! I I mean I've I've seen his rumored wage, which is not a bad wee pay packet for the championship. But I still can't believe a, an SPL team that came in for him. What's his rumored wage? Something like a hundred and fifty k a year. So Jeez, what that is what three grand a week to be playing in the second tier of Scottish football. No, he got a hundred and fifty k sign on fee. I'm sure. Uh, and then I'm not, I'm not sure what his annual wage is but I'm pretty sure the 150k got upright signing fee even at that that's what it was but, but yeah no, you're right, you're right mate it's going to be great money for the championship but um, I mean, also uh, to, be, to be fair like, four goals in the opening game I mean you can't say they're not getting what they paid for that's so. what I mean exactly brilliant returns uh, for, like, for what they've paid and, who, uh, do we see, who do we see winning that that league just quickly <laughs> do we see I think with Nicky Clark and Shankland up front, I think they're pretty much dead set favourites for for taking the first position in that. This is the third year in a row I've tipped them, but I strongly fancy them with Shankland up front. Strongly. Uh, definitely. I think uh, I think their closest rivals would be like Dundee or Air or Partick, but Partick dropped points to Al at the weekend, so... Aye, uh, Partick... I have a feeling Partick will be staying down, to be honest. They didn't even start Kenny Miller at the weekend. He came ah, off the bench. Supposedly he changed the game when he came on, but uh, the division below, I think, it's got to be Falkirk favourites. I know they slipped up a wee bit away to Peter Head at the weekend. But you would imagine most home games, Falkirk will make that place a fortress. Exactly. Probably, probably up with points to spare. That's where it will come down. Uh, that's, what, that's what I was actually saying earlier on. Um, to about Ed saying about the calibre of players in the championship and that I think across even the premiership or the way down to even League One, there's no actually that much deviation of players. And you look at some of the players that are playing with Falkirk now, Carl Salmon, uh, an established player in the Prem in the Scottish Prem for a bit. He's played down in England for a bit as well. Um Cammy Bell. Telford never really got a shout. Never really got a shout. Um what was the other boy? Um Fuck his name's slipped. He played with Ross County just last year. Uh, McManus was it? 
Declan De- McManus. De- McManus as well. I like played at you know decent levels in, champ- in the championship, even touching Prem as well. Don't know what youth he was he was in, but uh, no, they've they've strengthened up, and I think it comes down to um, fan base and uh, club funds. They've they've on the verge of a takeover as well, Falkirk as well. So I mean, ideally, as you said, you can't really look past them. Um, they're the biggest club in that league. I might actually be what they need. Going down for that one. I said somewhat, that, I said. Ro- somewhat in Ross County, one league up. It could yeah. actually be what Falkirk need. Cause exactly. I mean, that, that was a couple of seasons of kind of languishing about eighth and ninth in the table, not really going anywhere. This could be a wee bit up the arse for them. Hopefully oh, yeah. for their sake it is, but Definitely. see what happens. Uh, and finally, Cove Rangers. Was it 5 0 they beat in, Russell? 5 0, eh? Well, automatically, my book, their favourites. Because I had yeah. Edinburgh City as probably favourites. Aye, right, so there are. And that, and that, again, I've obviously just said it there, but my point still remains. I think that was them, them Cove Rangers obviously coming for the Highland League or something uh, to, into, into Division 2. And I think there's probably not that much difference between the top table top table teams in the Highland and the Lowland League and those teams that are sitting in, in League 2 just now. I don't think... Ah, definitely not. It really, just, it really just comes down to... What, what you've got in front of you the 11 players in the park and, and if they're if they play better together than the other team then that's it <laughs> do you know what I mean they win games and uh, Gold Rangers have got a, a decent fan base as well and a decent um, decent backing financial backing from the club so uh, I think they also they also beat Wraith Rovers in the, that Betfred Cup a couple of weeks ago as well Wraith Rovers been the league above them so I don't think there'll be any mugs yeah, and I guess there's a uh, one last thing we should probably mention, uh, which was our our uh, brilliant charity event that we had just last week there. Um, so I've got Traff here to speak a bit about it. Who was the man who organised it? The man who made it happen. Do you hear the bags of money? No, I'm not spent it myself. All that money is still with me. No, uh, the fucking uh, brothers and arms. They'll be picking it up this week. Um, aye, it was a class turnout. Wasn't it? Brilliant, um, brilliant night, mate. I can't, I can't even really. Ex- express it enough uh, how much a good night it was and I think everyone enjoyed it I was overwhelmed with the support um, and I'm sure you were as well a lot of the boys were oh same mate I mean, here the fucking uh, me in the main stage uh, we got the support against McCann that was <laughs> I was loving it oh jeez oh I am, McCann beat me in the end but that's, that's by the by you know what I mean like, that <laughs> doesn't really matter you know uh, <laughs> he absolutely obliterated me it was, it was horrendous in the end 5-2 uh, but I expected like 500 quid the fact that I, it's like funny you know the target was what probably about 600 or something 500 600 Aye. based on the numbers that we were we'd estimated and that so to get what was it ended up being nearly 1400 one thousand, I one thousand three hundred eighty-five uh, was the final total. So, uh, I it was class. Just can I thank, can I thank anyone enough? You know, I don't know. And uh, I suppose we should thank the listeners as well for that um, for sticking no. by us and uh, fuck them. Okay, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I guess we'll just need to look forward to the next one. What are they planning? So, aye, this hundred's coming up. Like now, I want to do like five. So, uh, <laughs> we'll just we'll see what happens. See what the next one ends up being. I just as the boys said there, it was a great night. Fun had by all, but uh, I think that pretty much wraps us up for the night. So just a wee kind of brief mention I want today is a group called One Season Wonder. You'll find them on Twitter at One Season Wonder. 
Uh, these are a group of guys that will be covering every blade of grass in Scottish football this season, quite literally. They're travelling to all 42 professional grounds in the country. I think they started off at Brecon at the weekend, so we wish them all the best by raising money for Alzheimer's Scotland, a great cause. And we wish them all the best with that. And yeah, that's pretty much it for us. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you got something out of it. And we'll see you probably next week or a fortnight or something back to talk about Scottish football. Cheers. This episode of Full Time Football is brought to you by Checkmate Socks, which is a new company by ex and United player Ross Gilmore. Ross sees his background in professional football and has witnessed the first-hand effects mental health has on athletes. The company proudly raises awareness for mental health problems and donates 10% of sales to mental health awareness charities. The socks can be worn in a variety of places and have been purchased by players from the Scotland national team. For more info, check them out on Instagram and Facebook. Today's episode is also sponsored by Alex Caldwell Personal Trainer. Um, you can find Alex online at Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Um, where you can, If you follow him, he gives you a lot of good diet advice and good training advice on the social medias. Um, you can also contact him through those channels to book um, a personal training session with Alex.